Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. After an overtime classic performance by Johnny Gaudreau, the Flames have solidified their spot in the playoff picture for the Pacific Division. Let's get into it. You're Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everybody. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto of the Metropolitan Riveters PR team. I've been covering the NHL now for a few years, and I'm very happy to be your host of Locked On Flames. How are you today? Thank you so much for making Locked On Flames your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you prefer, and it is free 99 wherever you consume our content. So, Vintage Johnny, we need to talk about this for a second, okay? Johnny Gaudreau just has taken off this month, and New Year reinvented himself. Uh, He had a fantastic overtime goal that put the Flames... Over the Vancouver Canucks Saturday night. And I swear to goodness, um, 19 points in January is incredible for anyone. And (laughs) that's more than a point per game. And I just, I think that he is uh, really coming alive now that he has strong line mates. And it's been fantastic to watch. And I thought that the game against Vancouver was a very interesting one. And the conversation regarding the Flames needing more scoring, uh, I agree. But we'll dive into that probably later this week when we dissect the trade deadline. And, uh, you know, Markstrom earned his seventh shutout, second in a week. So, uh, you know, I'll I'll have an apology coming later for him, that's for sure. (laughs) But Canucks had 18 minutes uh, 18 penalty minutes, five of those being for Tyler Myers' uh, intentional hit to the head on Trevor Lewis, which uh, that was quite an ugly hit. I went back and watched it while outlining today's show, and I don't know. I don't know if he'll have a hearing for that or what, but that's just, that was just an ugly hit. And uh, Trevor Lewis came back, but I just, anything involving head injuries is just not for me. I think it's terrifying after seeing, like, my own, like, close friends and family have issues with concussions. It's absolutely terrifying. But I'm glad Trevor Lewis came back for that. And he was, um, you know, able to perform the rest of the game. I was a little bit perplexed by how low scoring of a game it was. And I truly didn't see this one going to overtime. I would have thought the game against Columbus or the Panthers in more recent games would have gone to overtime instead of this one, considering the type of hockey the Canucks are playing. But, you know, I'm just happy that they were able to squeeze out two points against um, a division 
rival because playing in <laughs> the Flames playing their own division this year has just been atrocious, especially when they play California teams, uh, specifically San Jose. If you want, um, I will find the episode of Locked on Sharks I was on and just how bad it was. Um, not the episode, the game, but it was brutal. <laughs> um, but I wanted to break down the sequence of Johnny's overtime goal because I feel, and I, I hate when people say things like, no one's talking about X, Y, Z, but I feel like truly there is not a large enough conversation surrounding Johnny Gaudreau's growth as a two-way player since being bumped up to the second line. And so this this um, sequence starts by, you know, the Canucks driving the puck down, I almost said down the field. Watched a lot of football this weekend, if you can't tell. Um, down the ice and, you know, Gaudreau and Lindholm are out there, you know, over time, whatever. And then Gaudreau just like, effortlessly steals the puck and starts bringing it back up towards, you know, Vancouver's net and passes it to Lindholm. He gets it back and he just buries it. And the two-way forward ability from him is just so nice to see. And I think that a lot of players, like there's just like this emphasis from fans that, oh, uh, you have to just be like this offense scoring machine. Like you can't be anything else unless you're Ryan O'Reilly or Patrice Bergeron, like the noted Selkie winners. But I don't think that that's true. And to be quite honest, I think that there are plenty of forwards out there who do need to improve on their defensive game. And I'm not saying that, you know, they need to like get in the way and start blocking shots. But I think that being able to, uh, you know, generate a turnover and a takeaway is very important, especially if it's overtime and you want to avoid a skills competition. But like I mentioned, uh, we'll break down the <laughs> uh, the stats and the scoring problems heading into uh, later this week as the All-Star break is upon us. And we will be looking for plenty of things to talk about, but the Flames... You know, coming out of the weekend with a win. Uh, I just, I'm very, very happy. And, you know, they are back in a playoff spot at the All-Star break. So that's always nice to see. And, you know, they kind of, they, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, I use quotes because I don't know who they are, how this started. But uh, they, they say the teams in uh, the playoff picture by the all-star break are usually the ones that are going to get there. So, you know, good on the flames for uh, garnering those extra points as they move forward <laughs> because of all those missed games in December. Coming up next, I am going to apologize to the flames. Holy goaltender, Jacob Markstrom, because I had my doubts and he proved me wrong. So, before we can dive into that and me owning my mistakes, uh, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious tasting protein bar that I keep with me all the time to get me through my days because I don't always have time to stop and cook a meal. And that's just the life of a daily podcaster, content creator, full-time student, and uh, 
a human being. So when you're hungry and you're on the go, grab a Built Bar with a delicious tasting uh, protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And you can get them for 15% off at Built.com with promo code LOCKED15. They have a variety of different flavors. And I think that uh, since they've kind of like sponsored some of our shows, uh, they have grown so far, so much. Like there's a lot of different variety now. And uh, I love that you can order variety packs. So head on over to Built.com today and use promo code LOCKED15 to order your favorite flavors or order a variety pack to figure out your favorite flavor. Lockdown Flames continues. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Flames part of your day. Uh, We're the only daily Flames podcast, and it makes me happy to have y'all sticking around. So thank you so much. And um, I will pass this over to the flame of the day, which is Island Margarita, because I woke up this morning and it was three degrees outside. Three degrees Fahrenheit, and um, I don't know about you, but that's too cold for me to do anything. <laughs> but uh, you know what else? I sh- I I owe Jacob Markstrom an apology. Like that's quite the segue there. I apologize, but uh, Jacob Markstrom, I spoke too soon. You know, he was showing signs of fatigue. He was showing signs of you know maybe an injury. Was kind of letting some softies in there. But then he earned two shutouts in the same week and proved me wrong. His stats, like I didn't, I hadn't looked at his stats for quite some time. But I was, even with those high scoring games, he uh, still has a fantastic save percentage, which is uh, 924. And his goals against average is so much lower than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, which is a 2.15. You know, when we talk about Vesna competition, the trophy and uh, contenders, that's the word I'm looking for, Vesna contenders, you know, there's there's always the same names brought up. Connor Hellebuck, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. I don't know how he's doing in Chicago. But, um, oh my gosh, Spencer Knight, I think, I think. Sergey Bobrovsky, you know, like there's always, you know, the goaltenders. But um, I think that we need to talk about Carrie Price. I mean, Carrie Price, my God, no. I, good God. <laughs> Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking about Carrie Price, but uh, yeah, no, Jacob Markstrom is our goaltender. <laughs> and I am just, I'm blown away that he is the goaltender that he is for this team. And, I mean, I am not a lifelong suffering Calgary Flames fan by any means. But the two seasons that I covered, or no, really just the one season I covered with uh, Riddick in net and Cam Talbot, that was painful. That was very painful. And I can't imagine doing this year after year. So congratulations to actual lifelong suffering Flames fans who, you know, finally have faith in their goaltender. And I think that... This whole team is going to benefit from the break. Uh, I don't blame them. I think that it has been quite a chaotic first half of the season. It's obviously been competitive, but they've also dealt with an entire uh, virus outbreak, and then they were shut down. 
tried to bounce back from that. And um, they, they did, but they stumbled along the way. But it's never been to the point where I think that there's a goaltending controversy or where I don't think Markstrom can do his job. I think that it was uh, responsible of me to speculate there was an injury or some sort of tiredness because it's a pattern of behavior. It was a discussion being held. It was There was discourse surrounding it um, on Flames Twitter, and I, I do love Flames Twitter, so... You know, I have to give them credit for, you know, being able to pick up on those behaviors because uh, there's too much going on during a hockey game for me to be able to be like, aha. Um, do love good internet sleuthing, though. He has had a, you know, strong first half of the season. And I, I don't necessarily think that, like, he's done anything wrong. There's a good defense out in front of him do I think that sometimes the forwards are a little bit stronger at defense than maybe their third pairing yeah you know and things like that happen um but even Markstrom gave credit to his defense and you know he said I think it goes to show that it's the team out in front of me and things like that when asked about his seventh shutout so credits uh do or credits earned and I think that it'll be a great just time to rest. I, I know personally, after long stretches, like I work retail over the holiday, I was working like 40 hours a week on top of doing this podcast and other responsibilities, and I was tired. Now, Mark Sturm has clocked um, <laughs> um, like 1,800 minutes this first half of the season, so... That, that's a lot, and compared to Vladar's 550, so, you know, they haven't really been going one for one or, you know, implementing Vladar anywhere in there to get reps, so, you know, I think it's uh, probably going to take a toll on Markstrom at one point or another, but I, I, I apologize to Markstrom and everybody else who uh, was, like, doubting my doubts <laughs> but uh coming up next we will absolutely be checking in with the baby flames because it has been quite some time since we have done that and we love talking about uh the future of this team and maybe some prospects that we can package up in a deal maybe <laughs> locked on flames continues make sure you follow me on twitter at just so, the Stockton Heat are back in their regular Pacific Division. Um, <laughs> there is something called the North Division in AHL hockey, and I was very confused because I was, like, expecting to see the Flames, or the Heat, rather, and I was like, wait a second. No, because they are in California. <laughs> but uh, sometimes I just have those brain farts, and I'm sure we all do. Uh, but it's been a while since we've talked about these guys and let's, let's give them a round of applause for their 24, 7, and 3 season. Pretty impressive. They lead their division and they currently have six players with dub double digit goals. Uh, Matthew Phillips, Glenn Godden, Jacob Pelletier, and Byron 
Frosé. I always want to say Frosé. Uh, Justin Kirk Kirkland and Adam Rizika. I know Rizika. I know. I'm so sorry. And no other team in the AHL has more than four. So that is quite impressive. Um, I would like to, you know, say that Stockton is a good, you know, launching pad for our little baby flames. And uh, <laughs> so I, this is all information I grabbed from uh, Stockton's website that um, just had like a bunch of notes in it. So I'm just reading just like stuff from there. So Stockton is a perfect 10 for 10, bouncing back from losses this season. Uh, Martin Pos oh my God, Pos Pospisil and Justin Kirkland have sent, uh, set new career highs for themselves uh, with goals. So that's quite impressive. You always love to see that. And uh, Jacob Pelletier had a game-winning goal on Friday, uh, and that was his fifth of the season, and that leads the team in game-winning goals for the season. So he now has nine points on game-winning goals this year. So that's quite impressive. And you just, uh, you know, I think that he's one of the – he's probably going to be one of the next names up. I – I don't really think that there's a lot of spots for players right now. And we've talked about that on Twitter and we see it quite often discussed when talking about the next man up. So we'll have to see. Um, speaking of someone who's been up and down between Stockton and Calgary, uh, Valimaki, who had just come back from a lower body injury has been suspended for abuse of an official. So, um, I know that emotions run high. I know that we can say things in uh, the heat of the moment. I'm the queen of just uh, not filtering, especially when I'm upset. But we need to we need to work on that because that's not fair to the officials. I don't think that um, anyone who was just like trying to do their job should be like screamed at. Uh, <laughs> It's different when it's, you know, uh, balls and strikes and an ump is, you know, blatantly missing the calls. And then you see your manager get in their face. And if you, like, touch the ump, you're, you get tossed. But, I mean, it's just, it's a matter of controlling yourself and discipline. So, uh, maybe he uses this time to reflect and works on himself. Uh, you know, obviously, you never want anyone to just, like, not be working on themselves. But, you know, unfortunately, abuse of an official is not okay. Um, or, I mean, fortunately, it's not okay. And uh, players are held accountable. I hope that Valimaki's season kind of turns around from this because he has just kind of been in, in flux. In, he's been fluctuating um, in flux because of his just... I lack of development and in terms of players kind of getting that next call up I don't know uh when the next roster spot will be available I don't know if you know the waiver line if that is ever gonna be uh solved or resolved anything like if there's any movement with that 
but I just have to think about, um, you know, these players who are producing, what, like, when are they going to get their shot? When are you going to say, hey, Brett Ritchie, um, why don't you take, sit this one out? Matthew Phillips, come up. We're going to work on integrating you into our lineup, uh, especially because he is producing and leads the uh, leads the team with 13 goals. Now, I'm not saying that that success is going to immediately transfer over, but I do think that it is an important discussion to have because these players are, um, you know, the future of the team. And unfortunately, there, you know, there's just not much of an opportunity to move them up at the moment. And I think that next year's or I get next season's training camp will be an interesting time, especially if you do have vacancies in your top line, if Kudrow leaves, if Kachuk walks. Uh, you know, things like that. So we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. And um, again, these are more conversations that we will absolutely be having throughout the season and uh, throughout the All-Star break. So make sure that you are following Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, following me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. If you're watching on YouTube, it is right on the screen there. And I will see you all back here tomorrow for some some more uh, game previews as the team takes on the Dallas Stars.